Somebody gave me a word that I guess they had last week um, because it's dated from last week. And um, I'll just read it out because I think it's significant for what, what God is doing amongst us at the moment. As Stuart finished ministering the congregation, is there another? This keeps cutting out. As Stuart finished ministering, I got a glimpse of the congregation, all covered with plasters, bandages, and slings, and heard, this is a hospital, then sensed it was a battlefield before. As I looked, the plasters and bandages came off, disappeared supernaturally, and people were becoming free from all that bothered them. I believe the Holy Spirit was showing me how he is setting his people free during the worship and following ministry. Um, that was the 17th, so I guess that's last week. Um, we definitely feel that, um, that, that the Lord is doing something and kind of reopening um, healing within this church here. I know that historically Bath City Church has been a place where people have come and been healed. I've held testimonies from people that don't, aren't members of BCC who have come here and been healed, and they give their testimonies all over the world. So, um, so I know that this is a, a center um, of healing, and I know that there have been many words being spoken over Bath City Church as being a place of healing. Um, but we seem to be in a place where we're needing to um, keep pressing through and acknowledging both our need, but beyond that, acknowledging the amazingness that he is the healer and um, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Um, I have to say I've slightly jettisoned what I was going to talk about. I hope that's okay. Um, John 10.10 says, "The, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till till it overflows. And uh, as I was reading through John, um, sort of preparing for today, um, I'm, I'm so amazed by how much he keeps saying, um, I've come not to judge, I've come to save the world. I've come to save you. I've come to give you full and abundant life. Um, I've not come to judge and be an angry God. I've come because I'm passionate about you. And as you read through John, um, I'm also amazed by how often um, Jesus, it's like Jesus and the Father are just one. He keeps saying, the Father sent me. I'm sent by the Father. I was tucked into the bosom of the Father before I came. I only do what I see my Father doing. I know, I know what he's doing, so I'm doing it and speaking it. And, and I do his commandment. I do his command. And um, we, we, I feel, sometimes get so crammed in by life and life circumstances. And life is very real about around us, isn't it? Am I the only one that feels that? 
No. <laughs> Sometimes I, I wake up in the morning and I think, oh, I could just do with another couple of hours sleep. Um, and, you know, we have um, different pressures. I have different pressures in, in my life. My pressures will be unique to me. Your pressures are unique to you because we're all totally unique individuals. And the way that I respond to my pressures is, if I'm honest, very dependent on where I am in my relationship with God. <laughs> I know that if I'm really close and tucked into him... Uh, Caroline, can you come up a minute? If, my, if Paul, my husband, was here, I'd do this with Paul because he's kind of big and tall. <laughs> but I'll do it with a woman. <laughs> okay, just put your hand. You see, if I'm tucked in to him and his arm is around me, then I hear his heartbeat. And when you're tucked in like this, it feels very safe. You feel very protected. You're under the arm. The arm is right round me, round more, yes, like that. Yeah? Can you get the picture? Okay, thanks. When we're tucked in to the Father and we hear his heartbeat and we know his heartbeat, that's why I had, I don't know the drummer, his name, I don't know your name, but thank you, Martin. Um, thank you. That's why I wanted him to play the beat, the heartbeat. Because when we're as close to the Father like that and we can hear his heartbeat in our ear, do you know that his heartbeat is one of kindness, compassion, passionate love for you? Do you know that? And when we're tucked into that place and we hear his heartbeat in our ear, it's actually quite difficult to get anxious about things. Do you understand? I'm kind of speaking a very physical reflection of what it's like in the spirit. When you read what Jesus said, he's always using very physical things to describe what is happening in the spirit. He's doing a parallel teaching. And what I find is when I'm tucked in like that and I'm hearing his heartbeat, that my anxiety levels just really aren't there anymore. <laughs> Has anybody else experienced that? Now, some of what we, um, some of what we did this morning is... When we um, go into worship like that and, uh, and sort of sing in the spirit over people or sing over people, it, it opens up something um, to connect us. I don't know how to describe it, but it helps us to connect with our Father. So we were just kind of doing a, I felt it was right, that was totally unplanned by the way. I didn't even know I was going to do that before I got up on stage. But I have learned that if I'm tucked in and I'm hearing, it's just better for me to go with what I feel. And I'm a thinker. <laughs> I don't think about those things. I feel them. And I have learned over the years that it's much better 
for me to be obedient and go with what I feel the Holy Spirit is asking me to do. <laughs> it's been a bit of a journey. It's always a risk. It's always a risk. And sometimes the Lord wants us to step out. You know, we can get very comfortable in living with anxiety. We can get very comfortable with living under that kind of um, sort of anxiousness, unsettledness. It's actually not the norm for us. <laughs> it's not supposed to be the norm for us as um, followers of Jesus. And one of the things that I felt the Lord really wanted to, to um, have us understand today is if you live with fear or anxiety. So that verse in John 10.10, 10, he came to give us life and life abundantly. My question to you is do you feel or think that you are living life abundantly? What does life abundantly look like to you? I know what it looks like for me. And I'm talking at an everyday level. Do I wake up in the morning thinking, I absolutely love my life. I'm looking forward to all the amazing things that God has for me today. Bit of a challenge here. <laughs> How many of you, well, no, don't put your hands up. <laughs> that, that is, um, that's why he came. That's what he came to give back to us, was to live life abundantly. Not to wake up in the morning and think, oh my goodness, I've got to get through today. How am I going to get through today? I'm so busy. I'm, I am busy. <laughs> I have a very busy job. So my question to you is, if you are not waking up every morning with that excitement of living life abundantly and pressing in to living life abundantly. What is it that holds you back? This is not to bring condemnation, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> you see, I, I believe that we have truths and then we have experience. <laughs> and uh, we're learning how to bring, move our experience up to what is true. Does that make sense? The Bible is very clear about some things. Jesus was very clear about why he came. And there are these truths, but somehow we sort of live down here 
and uh, we can't quite access the truths. Well, John 10.10 says um, the enemy comes to what? So somehow we need to be aware in our lives um, the difference between what the enemy is doing and what God's profound intention for us is. Yeah? Sometimes we think the enemy are the people around us. (laughs) Isn't that true? If we're having difficulties or challenges with people, personalities, etc., etc., we think the enemy is the people around us. It's not. It's the enemy. Ephesians 6 says our battle is, is, is against principalities and powers. It's not against people. So I'm throwing a bit of a challenge out for you to go away and sort of mull over and meditate on in your own life. If I'm not living life abundantly in the way that I believe Jesus came to give me, and if you really read all the way through John, he keeps saying different things. I am the bread of life. If you're thirsty, come and drink from me, and rivers of living water will flow out through you. I am the door for the sheep to go through. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I give life abundantly. I'm very aware as I'm speaking that there is a spiritual reality in everything that Jesus says. But I'm, um, I'm very aware, perhaps this is just my own journey at the moment, that somehow... I need to access what he's saying and live it. Does that make sense? I don't want to keep saying it's up there somewhere and I'm trying to get there. I am pressing in at the moment and saying, Jesus, if you are the bread of life, then I want to eat you. How do I do that? He talks about abide in me. If you abide in me, you will bear fruit. How do we abide? How do we eat him? How do we drink him? Yeah? Now, um, I'm learning to do it in my own way. And uh, so... But you have to learn how to do it in your way because it is your particular journey. All of us are on our own journey with, with him. I found that the best thing for me to do is say to the Lord, honestly, I don't know how to do this. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. But I can be me. And ask you to be you in me. 
Christ in us, the hope of glory. Because I've got no doubt that when we ask him to come in and be with us and in us, he comes. It's his absolute passion to come. Um, Over the years, I've had various, um, I don't know what to call them, visions, experiences or whatever. And um, one of them was he showed me, um, I was lying on the floor in worship. Uh, This was some years ago. And he showed me this huge golden, um, kind of like golden oil in the sky. You know, like a big globule, cloud of oil, golden oil. And I knew instinctively, I knew it was his presence. We keep asking for his presence, don't we? I knew it was his presence. And I felt this sense of like pushing. He was like desperate to come pushing, but also restraining himself. And as, and I, as I was looking at that, I said, but Lord, we keep longing for your presence. We long for your presence. We keep asking for your presence. Why are you not coming? <laughs> and he just quietly put onto my heart, if I came in that kind of presence now, you, you wouldn't manage it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's holy. You wouldn't. It would be too much for you. But Jenny, what I'm doing is I'm giving little drops of your presence. Every healing is a drop of my presence. Every salvation is a drop of my presence. Every time that you feel peaceful, it's a drop of my presence. Every time there's a freedom, it's a drop of my presence. So that's why I give honor when there's a healing. Because it's a drop of his presence. A drop of his presence. But he wants us to live in that every day. That certainty of his presence. So when I start getting anxious, I will finish soon. I'm aware the children are coming in. When I get anxious, I, I do a deliberate step. I step back and get myself tucked in. It's a very deliberate mental thing I do inside I imagine it so when I get anxious or fearful I just I just it's almost like "Mm, I'm not living under that I'm not living and being robbed by the enemy I'm just not doing that anymore because I don't want to live in any way under the enemy's sway how many of you want to do that We want to live in his presence. We want to say, no, I'm not in that kingdom. I'm in this kingdom. I don't care if the effects of that kingdom I'm still being experiencing, but I'm living under God's kingdom. I'm living in his kingdom. It's a choice I have. It's a decision I make. I may not feel it, but I choose it. And so I very deliberately step back, tuck myself in, and just say, I'm here. I'm here, Daddy. I'm here, Father. Let me just hear your heartbeat and settle myself again before I go out again. 
I will do that as I'm having a conversation with somebody and I'm getting disturbed. I will just, in my mind and in my heart, step back, tuck myself in and say, I just need to hear your heartbeat, Father. I think as we learn to do that more and we live in that place more and more, then our understanding of what life in abundance in, in, in reality will begin to um, grow. Sometimes we equate abundance with finances, with health, with life situations. If my life was abundant, I would be, I would be rich and I would be healthy <laughs> and I'd have lots of friends. Right? Let's be honest about it. We measure it. Well, they must be successful in the Lord because they have all those things. (laughs) Yeah? It's nothing about that. I'm not saying God doesn't bless us with finances and good relationships and healing and all of that. He does. And that might be an outworking. I'm talking about being able to be in joy in every situation. You read Paul, he was shipwrecked, jailed, beaten. He had every life experience, (laughs) if you read the letters of Paul. And yet he was able to say, consider it all joy. He had learned life in abundance in every situation, being able to laugh in the face of difficulties, being able to laugh and say, my God, you are great. I might not have food, money for food today, but my God, you are amazing. Does that make sense? So let's stand. Father, we just, um, why don't you put your, whatever you want to do, put your hand on your heart. Um, Father, we want to say before you, and you know what? Only pray this if you want to. (laughs) But this is what I want. Father, I I say before you that I want your life abundantly and flowing over. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want to be able to look every situation in the eye and say, nevertheless, my God is my God. I want to live my life tucked in against your heart, Father. Hearing your heartbeat in everything I do. I want to be able to speak to people, hearing your voice in my ear, enable in, and, and helping them to hear you, Father. Would you so fill me with your life, Jesus, that I would truly overflow?
And Father, where there are fears and anxieties that prevent me from receiving your life fully, I give them to you now. I don't want them anymore. I don't want to hang on to them anymore. I recognize them as from the enemy. And that they have come to rob, steal and destroy. So I give them to you now, Father. And if you're praying that prayer, why don't you just hand out, like, hold out your hands, mentally give those things to him. Ask him, you know, to take them, but why don't you hand them to him? If it's easier, lay them down at the foot of the cross. And Jesus, we recognize that that is exactly why you came, was to take those things and that you have overcome them on our behalf. So would you come and fill us with your life, with your love, that our mouths may be filled with laughter at what God has done for us. In Jesus' name.